hey, hey, welcome to the Wax About It podcast, where we uncover all of the behind the scenes action of waxing and much more. I am your host, Asha Marie, an entrepreneur in the ever-growing field of waxing, skincare, and hair removal. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning back into the podcast. I am so starry-eyed right now because I got to tell you, I just made my own coffee using a coffee maker with a frother, and I feel so fancy. I've never made a coffee like that before. So really quick, I just wanted to mention that, but it's not about the coffee. It's about this new announcement I have for you all. So if you're on my social media, you might have seen it already. But I do have a new website. Get excited. So basically, if you click on the link to my new website, which is www.ashmarie.com, you will find more information about me, of course, but you'll also see information about the podcast, the latest episodes, the animated visual version of certain episodes on YouTube. You'll also see information about the business that I run and about the new line of waxer graphic tees that I just launched. So you'll see a line of graphic tees specifically for waxers and estheticians who wax. And this is a new, fresh take on our profession. So it's not your cliche quotes and labels. It's, it's something new. So go take a look at it. It's www.ashmarie.com. Fast forward, we're going to talk about some fresh stuff because I have a new guest today coming at you all the way from California. I am so excited to introduce her really quick. Her name is Naomi Torres. She owns Illuminate Day Spa over in Oakland, California. She started off doing lash lifts, but she is now a full esthetician with a full line of services, including lash lifts lash extensions, waxing, sugaring, facials, you name it. She has definitely grown and she is a great example of what a new esthetician can do and live up to and continue to do. So without further ado, Naomi, I'm going to go ahead and give you the opportunity to tell the people who you are and introduce yourself as well. Thank you, Asha. And hey, good morning, y'all. My name is Naomi Flores. That is right. I am a licensed esthetician here in Oakland, California. And I am so excited to join the podcast. Also, shout out to you, Asha, for getting that website done. I know I have been going through and working online for months now, and I just feel like it is a project that is never ending. So that's awesome that you were able to get that out. Thank you. Yes, yes, you're right. There's always something to tweak, always a little sub page to change and add. So yeah, <laughs> but it'll, it'll be great, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're going to be sharing more about the podcast on there and are you planning on doing like blogs or things like that on there or what's like the driving for that? Yeah. So I wanted a website where I had just everything in one place because I feel like I'm doing multiple things and it's just nice to have one website where people can go and then they just scroll down and then they just see everything laid out for them. I feel like that's just making it easier for the viewer. Yeah. That's so good. Good for you. Thank you. Well, that's exciting. I am still using Vagaro. I'm not sure what the mix is of your listeners. If we are mostly service providers, we have some new people too, but booking systems and all of that is really important when it comes to making sure that our clients have the best experience. So 
yeah, I've been using Vigaro for a little while, but good for you for getting something like a website. I definitely need to get that going soon. Oh, yeah, girl. It's so easy. Like, I think that once you build your website, you can just have a link that shoots people over to your Vigaro when they're ready to book. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Vagaro is, in my opinion, and this is not promo. This is just my opinion. I think Vagaro is the best salon software out Me there. Me too. <laughs> so. Me too. And I know we're, we're not doing promo. We're not paid. So I didn't know you use Vagaro. But yeah, I have been having a really easy time with it. So I'm glad we're on there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But let's get to it. You got your coffee ready? Yes, I have my coffee ready. I use a little frother, too, to get my latte kicking, so I am ready. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so tell us about yourself, where you live, and, you know, where you're originally from, things like that. Yeah. So I was born and raised here in Oakland, California. I always had, like, this passion for helping people. I always really liked waxing. And I was a third year at San Jose State. I was pursuing my business degree when I just decided that I wanted to take the leap of faith. And I didn't even talk about that, a leap of faith. And anyway, it was just something that I I knew I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to explore aesthetics and just the beauty industry because I know that there's so much to do in the beauty industry. Like there's a place for everyone and that's when I initially started and dove in right with the lash lifting after that that's when I actually got into school I went to Cinta Veda Institute in San Francisco so I was really fortunate to get nonetheless crazy but also really great esthetician education I was caught in the middle of the pandemic right in the middle of cosmetology school so It was definitely something to do online school for a full year and then come back to doing all of my practicals and stuff. But I think that that also really gave me like a very good and deeper outlook on just the science involved in aesthetics, the science involved in skin, waxing, and all of those things. So it was nice to have that kind of year extension when it came to getting my license. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I did as I was in school for 40 hours a week for 10 or 11 hour days. I was taking the train, the BART to San Francisco every day. I'd come back home at 7 p.m. My boyfriend, now husband, would pick me up. And it was really tough just having to go through those long days. I was also working at the front desk at another high-end day spa here in Oakland. So I was just getting a good hit of beauty industry in all of that time. And it really served me for my business now. And I think it taught me a lot about being disciplined in my business and learning how to connect with others, even when as a service provider, you can get tired or learning how to just store my energy and use it for things that really make me happy. So I think that is so important. I think that if you're in esthetician school, or even cosmetology, I think that you should definitely have some work experience in a salon because, Mm -hmm. yeah, you get that firsthand experience and then, you know, you can take that experience in customer service with you with whatever you decide to embark on after. Yeah. So that's awesome. So tell me 
Asha, I was just wondering, like, what was your experience like coming out of school or even in school? What were you thinking about at that time? Just for like the newer listeners or students that we have right now, like they're probably wondering what your story is like too. Your podcast is awesome. It's super motivational. That's why I'm wondering how was your experience? And what were you thinking? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was working in retail when I was going through beauty school. So I came out of beauty school hoping that I could leave the retail industry, which I did. I didn't want to work on holidays anymore or drive back and forth to different retail locations anymore. I just wanted to be just stationed in one workspace. So when I came out of school, I definitely feel like I got hit with something that a lot of different estheticians get hit with, which is a dose of reality. Because when you're in school, you naturally have people coming into the school to receive services at a discount, of course. So you're kind of used to clients, so to speak, even though you're not technically getting paid. So I thought that just if I went out and opened up, you know, my doors or put my name out there, that I would just naturally have a curious pool of clients. So... That didn't happen. So I went the route of trying to rent a room in a salon, a hair salon. And it wasn't even a hair salon that I would have even gone to, to be honest. It was just a salon that happened to have a free room. So I think that I needed to understand the importance of branding and collaboration because, yeah, because their clientele wasn't necessarily the clientele I was trying to reach. So I think that is kind of part of my downfall. So I did get a little discouraged, I'm not going to lie, but what saved me was, thank goodness, four franchises. That's why I never like try to talk bad about franchises because they're there for a reason. So when I went and worked for another company, that taught me so much. Oh, so you were working for, was it like a waxing franchise? Yeah, Yeah, I went and worked for a, a waxing franchise. Oh, awesome. And yeah, they teach you a lot that you don't learn in school. Well, they taught me a lot that I didn't learn in school. I think that's a good way, honestly, to just get your foot in the door and learn because so it's just such general customer service and the amount of services we do is very small in comparison to what you're doing on like a real scale of like a chain. So I think that's awesome that you did that. I did that as well, but with a chain spa. And I learned so much. So I totally connect with you there. I know there's a lot of groups that I'm in and they kind of talk about like working for franchises and they bash them and they say, oh, don't do it. Avoid them. And I'm just like, don't tell them that. Like they might need to learn something before they just go. Everybody can't just go be solo. Yeah. Like to be honest, the elephant in the room and all of the groups, but the pay sucks. Honestly, we all kind of know it. The pay usually sucks for a chain, but it is a good place to learn. And I definitely recommend it to anyone who's starting out in the industry. I think that it is great to be able to learn on someone else's dime. And if you have the opportunity to do that out of, right out of school, take advantage of it. I do want to say something. Yeah, the pay isn't the best, but if you are entry level, I definitely think that it is better than nothing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they do for someone to do all the marketing and all the stuff for you not to have to worry about marketing yourself in the beginning. I think that, yeah, like you said, it's it's a good place to start. I totally agree. That being said, when you said you had a similar start, what made you decide to start your own company? What made you decide to leave? 
Yeah, I'll be very honest. Both of my parents are business oriented. They know how to do their numbers. And it really gave me a lot of motivation in terms of just shooting my shot and going for the go with my own business. I was stuck working at a chain for six or seven months. I wouldn't say stuck because I always know I had the option to go when I was ready to. But I wanted to take advantage of as much education that I could in my time there. And other, I came to a point when I was saying, I'm selling these sometimes over $150. I'm selling over $200 in products and all of this stuff. And I am making close to minimum wage here in Oakland. And it was like so defeating. And I would come home every day figuring out my business plan. I was thinking about what I wanted to do. And I think that this is also really great for someone if you do have the plan on opening your own business, work and strategize at home when you're on your downtime. Because it really is grind time when it comes to being a solo business owner. There's so much that needs to be done. I was already doing lash lists. So now that I was licensed, I started adding like facials. I have a private studio that I work out of now. And I started just adding all of this to my social media. And I just went at it. And then I started taking less days at the chain spa that I was working at. And I started adding days on to take clients. And I slowly but surely just grew the courage to say, I am tired of this crap. And I am ready to go and be my best self and a, a solo business owner here in Oakland. And it's been really good so far. So. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts to do that. But I have two questions just based on what you said, because this is juicy stuff. <laughs> yes. So the first thing was you said you had rented out a space while you were working at the spa. How do they treat you when you put in your notice to leave? Because I know that's really sticky for a lot of people. Yeah. So it all started. My main issue with the spa is that, so I'm Latina, Mexican. I have a lot of family in Mexico and I love to go back and forth and visit often. So when, obviously when you're working as an employee, you have to request time off, you have to do all of these steps and then maybe you get approved. And I started getting annoyed because I requested time off. They didn't allow it. I was going to go visit a sick family member. And then they had this like this system where if you come to work five minutes late or if you left a towel in your bed, just little, little things, like you would get like a bad point. And I felt like I was a child. I was being treated like a child and at minimum wage. So I was just like, I, hell no, I'm over this. <laughs> I don't know if I can curse on here, but I'm over this. <laughs> yes, you can. And I was tired of it. I was really tired of it. And I was, in my head, I was thinking I would rather make $60 in one 20-minute Brazilian than to do four Brazilians and then make that amount of money. So for me, I was ready to take that leap of faith. I told my manager that I couldn't do it anymore. And she kind of got it because I think everybody in that setting was feeling it. So that being said, well, I feel like that's a more positive experience than some of the experiences I've heard from when people went solo and they put in their two weeks notice, including myself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a bad experience. I know a lot of girls get treated poorly, like their their workplaces get upset with them. 
I did have this one place ghost me once before this job. I did take like a one week vacation. I requested the time off. This was a small business. And when I came back from Mexico, five days later, as I had planned, they stopped responding to me. (laughs) So I just didn't understand what had happened. I was like, I thought it was my last tech. And I just never went back. That was totally super awkward. But things that happen that just make you get a little bit of thicker skin. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's definitely not professional. But I guess it's best that way. It turned out for the best. So, oh, well, sucks for them. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any crazy experiences like that? Leaving a job? I mean, I've never been ghosted. Definitely not. But when I did put my notice into my the franchise that I was working at, of course, they didn't want me to work out the remaining two weeks that I said that I would work. So they just let me know, like my next shift when I came into work, they just let me know that I didn't work there anymore. And most of the time, I'm like a very bubbly person. So the manager who had only been there for two months, by the way, The manager, I was like, okay, well, thank you so much. And, you know, she just kind of scowled at me. Like, she just kind of treated me like I did something wrong, which I don't know. It just, I felt like it didn't have to be like that. Like, I could have just left on a high note versus you looking down on me. Yeah. So I just kept a smile on my face and walked out. And funny thing is, when I went to go, yeah, when I went to go pick up my last check, because they didn't do direct deposit at the time. I ran into one of my clients who ended up coming over to my business. And I just thought that was kind of like they're kind of like a karma. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally see that. And right now that you say that she looked at you bad, it reminds me back to a couple minutes ago when we were talking about the demographic of clients that we want. And it is very important to select the demographic and just the kind of people that you want in your space. Because at the end of the day, you are sharing so much energy. I remember when I was working at other day spas, you would get the California Karens coming in, just making your day (laughs) a little crazy. And I think that that's something that I really love about having my own space now is that you can kind of attract the kind of people that you want because you can fully be yourself and do your own thing. Okay, pause. What is a California Karen for those of us who do not know? (laughs) (laughs) And how is she different from a regular Karen? (laughs) You know what? I don't know. I just thought of this. But when I imagine a California Karen, I am imagining capri khakis, some sandals, the sunglasses, the highlights. (laughs) You see it. I know you see it. So... And if you dress like that, that's fine. We all have our days. But what I'm trying to say is when you are in a beauty industry working at a high-end salon, you are probably going to run in to the California Karen. And you must know how to approach. (laughs) Because if you don't handle the situation well, you will get get (laughs) some kind of something. And you just don't want to deal with it. So... That is why it is important to be able to attract your own kind of clientele and run away (laughs) when you see them. So basically, let's break this down. Let's unpack this really quick for the people who need definitions. Let's unpack it, Asha, please. So a California Karen is someone who is entitled, right? I would definitely say entitlement is in there. Entitlement, rude, a little snooty maybe. 
Hmm. I'm curious. I don't travel out of California much, but is Karen a thing? Oh. I'm sure it's a thing everywhere else too, right? Oh dear. Yes, yes, yes. It very much is a thing. So that's why when you say California, Karen, I'm like, hmm. I've never been to California, so I'm like, well, how? I don't know. I'm like, maybe it, maybe it's different in New York because it's a little colder out there. I don't know. But this is what I imagine when I imagine a California Karen. They probably don't have the flip-flops on, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think everybody can relate to definitely coming in contact with a Karen. Now, would you say that they typically have more money or that they seek higher end services or not so much? I mean, I've had situations where it goes either way. They can come in and they will annoy the crap out of you the entire time and push your buttons, but they will have a six or $700 tab. And then I've had California Karens who come in and they are fighting over every single last penny and Groupon and everything. So it, it goes both ways. Yes, it does. I'm glad we got that. There are no limits. Yes. I think that's important to know. <laughs> that's important to know. It needed to be said. It needed to be said. And it was said on the Wax About It podcast. So <laughs> that's that. What would you say is your worst waxing horror story? My worst waxing horror story, I have two, and it's pretty scary. I'll say one that happened to me and then one that I did. Oh, gosh. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yes. So one time there was this girl who was very famous here in the Bay Area. And I was super excited to go get a walk with her. She had thousands of followers. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I'm in esthetician school and I'm going to get to talk to this girl and she's going to wax me. So I come in, she looks stressed that day. I don't know why. I hadn't met her before. So I was like, maybe that's just her personality. Well, she puts on the, do you remember? I don't know if you've had this wax in school, but it's like a pink soft wax. I don't know. remember what brand it is, but it's like a pink soft wax. Oh, probably satin smooth. Yes, satin smooth. And She's adding more to the wax pot. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I already know this shit is too hot. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I already know this is way too hot right now. But she's cooling it down with more wax, and this will be fine. So she gets her sticks out. She finally finishes mixing the wax. She puts it on me. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Like, we're going to do fine. And she puts the first strip on and she can't get it off. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? Like, this hurts. And she is like, okay, hold on. And then she pulls it off. And you know how when you remove a wax strip, you're pulling it parallel in the opposite direction? See, I had just learned this in school. She was yanking up into the clouds. <laughs> she was hurting me so bad to the point where I was like, oh, my gosh, you have to stop. I look down, my whole top area of my skin in my Brazilian area Uh lifted, lifted, all of it. Yes, terrible. And she was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm just trying this new wax today. I'm so sorry. And I had to leave for my trip to Cancun with a terribly lifted and hairy. (laughs) 
Wait, 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 wait. So wait, this person who asked you, you said is famous? Yes. So I don't know if it, she just had a bad day. Like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So it was bad. We basically got to rule out that they weren't new to the profession then. Because that's something that usually a newbie would. Yeah, we do. We're ruling it oh, out. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I know. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So that was that. And then I would just say, this is such a funny story, actually. I was just learning how to sugar. And I called one of my friends over. I was like, hey, girl, let me sugar your leg at my house. And I was still living with my mom at the time. And I was like, let me sugar your leg at my house. Just come over and we'll have a great time. (laughs) So I was sugaring her leg. And you have to really flick off a sugar, like a pull. You flick it off with your hand instead of pulling it off like wax. Yeah. And I put the sugar all up her leg and my mom comes in and she's like, hey, girl, just wanted to let you know there's no running water in the house right now because the plumbers are fixing something. So I'm like, "Okay, no problem. (laughs) We get all the way up her leg with the sugar and I try to flick it off and it's stuck. I can't get it off. The sugar melted too much into her skin. I'm not experienced enough to learn how to pick it up and take it off. And her leg is just full of sugar. So at this, her name is Melissa. I'm like, Melissa, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go get some warm towels and we'll just take all the sugar off. But there was no running water in the house. So we were freaking out. I was beating her leg up at this point because I was stressed out that we couldn't get the sugar off. And I was like, wait, we have club soda. Oh, my gosh. I put club soda on a towel and we just let it soak on her leg until we were able to get it off because there was no running water. But it was just such a crazy day, that one. And that is probably one of my funniest waxing stories. Yeah. That is definitely hilarious. I had to take sugar off with club soda. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've never heard a story like that. I think you definitely took the cake with this one. Yeah, Yo, shout out to Melissa, though. You a real one for, for going. Yeah, shout out to Melissa. She let me beat her leg up and <laughs> take it off of club soda. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully you didn't lift the skin, though. No, there was no lifting. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was good. That was good stuff. I know. All right. So <laughs> we're going to move right along. Okay, so you are working solo currently. You did say you started with doing lash lifts, lash lifts by Nay, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did start as lash lifts by Nay. Yeah. What made you decide to change your name to Illuminate Day Spa? Yeah, so when I started doing lash lifts, uh, my nickname was Nay, and I was 18, so it was the quickest thing I could think of. I started by practicing on my sister, on my friends, on my friends' friends, and then everyone convinced me to just start taking clients. That was the quickest Instagram name I could think of, just last list by May. That's what I did. It was the only thing I knew how to do. And when I wanted to start expanding my services, I was like, well, I no longer just do last list. And I have to think of something that's more inclusive. And I was speaking to a friend who is a business owner, and they said to me, whenever you're making plans for your goals, 
always start with your end goal in mind and envision that every step of the way. So I was thinking, well, why would I name my business Illuminate Day Spa if I'm just a single room? I'm just a single esthetician doing my solo journey right now. And I always kept that and carried that with me of the start and keep your end goal in mind when you start your business plan. So I decided to go full on Illuminate Baseball because I have a dream and I hope that one day I'll be able to have a fully functioning baseball. Bravo. Yeah. Good for you, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is very inspiring. Yeah. It's one step at a time. And I'll tell you guys now, if I can do it, you can do it. I started my business. Literally, I was doing lashes on my bed and then I've grown so much <laughs> I don't have to ask people I would message people every week and I would say hey like will you please come get a lash lift with me I'll give you a $20 lash lift I'll do this I'll do that I'll add this and I just wanted everyone to love their services for me and I think that that has paid off so much right now because I'm at a point where I'm very comfortable with my the amount of work that I have and I'm no longer I mean I'm making lots of content but I'm no longer needing to desperately search for it the way that I was in the beginning now it's like my regulars are recommending people to me and I feel more comfortable so yeah I mean don't ever give up on your goals and It's podcasts like these where you hear other people's stories that continue to help you grow and keep you motivated. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I can hear the passion in your voice as you describe it. And I firmly believe that this is a passion. A passion driven career. Exactly. Yeah. You can't just get into this thinking like, oh, being in the beauty industry, they make a lot of money. Let me do that. Like, no, you you got to be passionate about this. <laughs> you got to create content. You gotta... Yeah. And, and there's a lot. Yes, there is money to be made, but there's also a lot to be invested because there's so much of your time that goes into this. A 60 minute service is you should be charging for two hours of your time is if you think about it. Because that's how long it takes you to prepare for a client, to check them out, to clean up after them, to do all the laundry. So that's how I think like what a one hour service is two hours of time. And also that's how I look at it when I'm doing my pricing as well. So it's just something to keep in mind. Oh, absolutely. I love that you brought that up because I remember when I was going solo and I told one of my friends about it and he was like, oh, yeah, now all you have to do is charged slightly less than they do where you used to work. And I was like, why would I do that? I already proved that I can do this service for this amount of money. That's stupid. And I'm so glad I proved myself right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to believe in yourself because not everyone around you is going to have that same faith in you because they don't know how driven you are until you're actually doing it for yourself. And if you can't do it for yourself, then I think working for someone is a really good place to start. And not everyone has to be an entrepreneur. Like some people love the fact that you can just go to work and then come home and think about it tomorrow again when you have to go back. But if you are like someone who wants to aspire to 
have that business, you know, there's so many different things that you have to think about and money and customer service and products and time are all things that should totally be on the list. But I think that passion is number one. Agreed. I strongly agree. Well said. Thank you. I know, of course, you started off doing lashes, but you now offer facials, waxing, sugaring. So what would you say is your favorite type of hair removal? Do you prefer sugar over hard wax? Do you use soft wax? I don't use soft wax, actually. I listened to your podcast. I think this was the one last week with the New Yorker. And she said that you use mermaid wax. So... I do too. I love mermaid wax as a hard wax. I keep it on all the time and that's what I use for like brows. Some people prefer hard wax because it's just faster. I prefer to use sugar or a combination of both. I think, I don't know if it's just like a California thing, but I really love that it is so friendly to the environment. And I say California thing because we are so save the earth here in the Bay Area. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really do like figuring. I really love waxing too. I love how fast wax is. I love the mermaid wax. I go between both, but I would say that at least for Brazilians, my go-to right now is figuring. Sugaring is a traditional ancient Egyptian method of hair removal involving using a 100% natural paste to remove hair from its root. All right, what's something you would say that you're better at now than you were when you first started? I am definitely better at time management. Back then, I was not paying as much attention to how long it would take me to do services. So I would either make too big of a gap in my schedule or leave just enough time for me to flip the room and like stress and sweat and have my clients sitting in on the table. Time management has been good. I think my social media has gotten so much better too. It's really exciting to just get to see how you've grown. I think social media is also a really great way to just kind of keep like a timeline and a log of everything that you've done so far and all of your work and See how you progress. So I think that that's definitely the main area. That is so true. Like when people say they're going to, you know, start a new social media, I'm like, you don't necessarily have to do that. Just rebrand it. Like as far as like their business goes, like just because you change your name doesn't mean you have to get a new page. Exactly. Yeah. So I actually made the mistake of when I switched to illuminate today spa after I, I did lashless by nay I didn't do any announcement and I didn't think much of it in the beginning and that's just like a tip for y'all if you ever do that make sure you're like letting people know for at least a month in advance so that your clients won't be looking for you <laughs> so true and that's with anything honestly if you're expanding or if you're thinking of expand, well, if you start the process of expanding, like your clients want in on that. That's perfect content. And I wish I would have done more of that when I was expanding, but it was 2020. It was kind of up in the air. I didn't want to say something and then it didn't come to pass. So, but I definitely think I that, yeah, showing like the space before you renovate it is great motivation for anybody else. And it's exciting for your clients. You never know. It might even bring you more business. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move on to the I'd Wax, wax that, that, that segment. 
So I don't know if you heard my answer for this, but I'll let you go first. Okay. Which celebrity would you want to wax and why? Or it could be lashes, but yeah. <laughs> to wax or lash? Well, if I had to choose someone to wax and lash, I would definitely choose Zendaya. Oh. She is also, yeah, she's from Oakland too. Her mom was a teacher here at a school that's right around the corner from my house. And I would just love to chat it up and catch up with her and see what's up. <laughs> I love the personal connection. Listen, I need you to manifest that. Go ahead and put that on your vision board because that's like the perfect fit. I totally will. I agree. You're right. Wow. Yes. What about you? My answer is always Cardi B. Because <laughs> I just like yes, how... I remember now. Yeah, yeah. She's very body positive. I just feel like she's the perfect person to embody what it means to be waxed. And just she loves her skin. She's not afraid to show it. Like, this is perfect. I agree. I love Cardi B. I love me some Cardi B. So good for you. Yeah, me too. I hope that happens. Put it on your on your vision board too. I will, because you never know. It life can just surprise you. <laughs> yeah, he might be in Ohio one of these days and need a little walk. So you never know. Now that having trouble picturing, but we will definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely say that. Yep, <laughs> she's coming to Ohio. Right <laughs> now, I gotta check our tour dates. I know. I know. Okay, so if you are enjoying this podcast really quick, please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. Rate us five stars, please. That would really help us out and help share this with other people who are looking for content just like this. But really quick, Naomi, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at Illuminate underscore Dayspa, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-T underscore day spa on instagram lovely lovely are you on tiktok by chance i am not on tiktok no oh you gotta get on there i know i totally said thank you so much for having me on your podcast i hope all of your listeners enjoyed today's episode and i will actually be making a podcast myself soon so keep yourself updated on my socials and thank you so much asha for chatting it up today absolutely thank you so much and i look forward to chatting again with you soon yes we will be in touch all right take care you too Oh, and we can get social too. Follow us on Instagram at WaxAboutIt or Facebook at WaxAboutIt. And, uh, you know, we can wax about it.